Welcome to the TNT Sports Show. I'm your host, Thompson Lord, with the other host of the show, Teddy Pearson. Let's begin with opening statements. Teddy, what's your opening statement for today? Well, my opening statement today is about the NBA Finals, uh, specifically the three series where teams have jumped out to a 3-0 lead. Uh, first, starting with the Miami Heat and Indiana Pacers series, where the Miami Heat have kind of surprised most people by uh, taking by beating the Pacers pretty soundly in all three games. Uh, the Pacers did have a bit of a comeback in game three, but they just the heat towards 70, excuse me, 74 points in the first half. And uh, yeah, the Pacers, they're kind of dealing with injury problems and it's kind of shown in this series. They have not played well against Miami. Uh, one of the 3-0 games is going on right now, actually, between the Celtics and the 76ers. Uh, the Celtics are winning three games to none for the series, and they are just 10 minutes and 12 seconds away from moving on to round two. Uh, personally, I'm not that surprised. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the 76ers. I think they're kind of overrated, and their team, I mean, obviously they're a good team, but I'm not that surprised by how they've played. And lastly, the Raptors and the Nets. Uh, the Raptors play at 5.30 tonight. They have a chance to sweep. Um, and I think it's definitely a possibility that they will. The Nets, they played all right in the bubble and made the playoffs, but they have not shown up against the Raptors here. So we'll see how that goes. So my opening statement is about the Earl Thomas situation. Um, so the so the Baltimore Ravens are moving on from Pro, Pro Bowl safety Earl Thomas. They will either release him or they'll trade him to another team. The Dallas Cowboys are the leading contenders to get Thomas when he leaves the Ravens. Again, that's a when rather than an if. Thomas is going is will not be on the Ravens next season. And this is important news because I would rank Thomas as probably about the 10th best safety in the NFL. He gets a lot of picks, and he's added QB pressure to his arsenal. This is a good safety, but he still has regressed since his glory days. But I, I still think that this is someone that teams want to pick up. I think that this is really important news because if he gets traded or if another team picks him up, it could change the dynamic of entire divisions. Just having a strong defensive player like Earl Thomas come onto your team, if if he comes to the Seahawks, if he comes to the Cowboys, um, maybe even if he goes to the Jets after Jamal Adams left left them in the off season. So we'll just have to wait to wait and see where Thomas goes. Wherever he goes, he will be appreciated, and th- I think that this will be – this is a important moment in the NFL offseason. Yeah, well, the Cowboys do seem to get some controversial players. So. True. We'll Joining us shortly will be Ben Anderson – he covers the Utah Jazz for KSL Sports. 
and lives in Utah, where we will be calling him in from. Teddy, can you just tell us a little bit how the Jazz are doing so far? Uh, sure. Well, yeah, I'd say they're doing pretty well. Their offense especially has been very good, scoring respectively in the three games, 125, 124, then 124 again. And the game where they scored 125 was actually the game they lost. So um, Donovan Mitchell has been great. He's He scored 107 points in, this, uh, in their three games, which is almost 36 a game. And uh, they've looked solid. Denver, I'm not a huge fan of Denver, but they're, they're still a, de- a decent team, and Utah has played well. Yeah, we're just connecting to Mr. Anderson right now. We're hoping to talk to Hello. him. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for calling. Mhm. So, the Utah Jazz are in the middle are in the middle of a series with the Denver Nuggets. Teddy gave us a little bit of a sneak peek of how they're doing, but how do you think the Jazz are doing? Uh, yeah, they're playing well. They're uh, a team that right now has won a couple of games in blowout fashion, and, and when they're playing that well, it's a good sign if you're a Jazz fan. Which player do you think has been influential in the Jazz's progress in the NBA playoffs this year? I think Donovan Mitchell's probably been the Jazz' best player so far. You look at the amount of points he's put up, 107 through three games, and he's leading uh, the NBA playoffs right now in scoring. So I think it's pretty easy to point at Donovan Mitchell as the guy who's had the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how have the Nuggets been doing? Obviously, they're losing this series, but what do you think has put – why do you think the Jazz are performing better than Denver because Denver did well. That I mean, did better in the regular season, right? Yeah, Denver was a better team in the regular season. In fact, beat the Jazz uh, three to zero. Uh, the Jazz weren't able to win any of those games, and then they won the first game of the playoffs. But looks like the Jazz were able to make better adjustments after the first game, and I, I think that was the big difference for them is that they found a way to make some adjustments after the game one loss, and Denver really hasn't been able to counter it since then. Um, so, do you think Denver has just kind of struggled under the pressure? Because in the regular season series, Denver won all three games, but yet they haven't looked nearly as good in this round one series. I don't think it's the pressure necessarily. I do think some of it comes down to matchups. I think that's what a lot of playoff basketball is about, is whether or not you have an advantage against the, the specific players you're playing, and it's hard to prepare for a team when you only have one night or a game of practice beforehand. But uh, when you actually have you know, two and three days to prepare an entire weekend or you get to focus on a team game after game, I think that's when the matchups start to matter a little bit more, and I think that's what you're seeing in the playoffs. Yeah, speaking of the playoffs, how, how far do you think the Jazz will go this season? All the way to the NBA Finals, or, or how far do you think they'll go? No, I think they they're probably look like the favorite to get out of this first-round series now because it looks like Denver's going to struggle. And then we still don't know who they're going to face in the second round. And they're going to play either Los Angeles Clippers with Kawhi Leonard or the Dallas Mavericks with Luka Doncic, and those are both going to be tough matchups. And 
going to come down to coaching, and both of those coaches are both of those coaches on those teams, Doc Rivers and uh, and Rick Carlisle, are some of the best in the NBA, and and the matchups might not be as favorable for the Jazz. Mm-hmm. If you were to give one positive and one negative from the Jazz season so far, what would you give? What would you say? Uh, the positive is that they've kind of found a way to continue to develop, and it looks like Boyan Bogdanovich, who they added in the offseason, has worked really well. I think that's been an easy fit for them. Uh, and he looks like a long-term piece and is probably better than what they were expecting when they signed him. And then one of the negatives is probably just the slow start, and certainly Mike Conley, who they also added this offseason they traded for, uh, hasn't fit in as quickly as they think they hoped he would. He didn't hit the ground running, but of course he played so well in Game 3. I think they're very happy with him. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's great to hear your opinion. Thanks for calling, guys. Joining us is Michael Cabinachuan. Sorry, it's hard to – I can't pronounce your name very well. Um, How are you doing? Thank you so much for coming on. Hello. Hi. Thank you for Hi. coming on the show. Hi, I'm Michael. Okay. Um, so I wanted to ask you specifically about high school football and fall sports in the Bay Area, where you live. Uh, will there be fall sports? Um, there will not be fall sports this year. Um, they have decided in California that they are going to move the fall sports season to January. And uh, they're hoping they can still have the sports in January, but they decided that right now they're they're not able to hold them. What's your opinion on this decision? Do you think it's the right decision? Obviously, from a public health standpoint, it seems like the right thing to do, but... Um, you know, I'm disappointed for a number of reasons. I like watching fall sports. I have ever, you know, even before I was in high school, I liked watching high school football. Um, I also have a son who's 17 and who was hoping to play his senior year of high school football. And, you know, I like the whole Friday Night Lights atmosphere and all of that. And, uh, you know, it's it's not going to happen in fall. We're hoping it can happen in January, but... You know, it'll be a little different. It'll still be fun. Probably a lot of wet games, a lot of slipping and sliding, maybe some mud at the few places that still have gra- uh, turf field, grass fields. Why do you think that they made this decision? What was the contri- main contributing factor? Um, I'm sorry, I missed the question. Okay. What were some of the contributing factors to this decision? Why did they? Why did it happen? Um, I think the main contributing factor was, uh, you know, obviously health concerns. I mean, the uh, California started out doing really, really well and uh, had very low infection rates. And then they started going up and they've been going up lately, especially in Southern California. And Southern California is sort of where most of uh, uh, most of the high school teams are in, in the state. But um, 
you know, throughout the state numbers have gone up and it seems like it's a little dangerous. And also um, recently, probably about a month or so ago, the governor said that uh, uh, no schools that are in counties that are on the watch list and the watch list is basically somewhere where numbers are, are going up um, cannot play or cannot have school in uh, in person. So there are no in-person classes in most of California. And, you know, do you want to have uh, have football and, you know, sports events if there are no fans that can attend and if there's nobody in school? And I think that played into it also. Um, but primarily it was the health and, you know, also concerns of parents. I mean, you know, it makes it tough on parents to say, to their kids who love the sport, uh, want to play, that, you know, you you can't play it. I'm sorry if your friends are, you can't because I'm concerned about your health or our health. So do you think that it will happen in January? Do you think they'll play the fall sports then? Or do you think it just will end up not happening at all? You know, I mean, that's a, a great question because, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who think it won't happen. I, you know, I've sort of got my fingers crossed and I'm hoping that it will. But, uh, you know, unless things really start changing pretty drastically, I, I suspect that it won't. I think that, you know, football is tough because, you know, you can't say stay six feet away. <laughs> you can do that in practices, but only up to a certain point. Um, uh, you know, but there may be other sports. I mean, you know, maybe uh, cross country takes place. Um Volleyball, I would suspect, sort of the same situation. It's easier to stay away, but you're still getting close. Um, I, you know, some fall, fall sports may happen, but, uh, you know, I'm sure, that, but I'm not sure that football will. Yeah, you spoke a little bit, bit about this. What's your personal relationship with, uh, with sports and just high school sports in, gen in general? Um, well, I, I, you know, I've always enjoyed watching high school sports. I grew up in a, uh, a, a relatively small town, a suburb of uh, Milwaukee in Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed watching sports there. It was, you know, the kind of place where people do show up on a Friday night, people from the community for football, not just, you know, parents and, and students. And so I always liked following sports from then on. Um, I was a runner. I ran cross country. And so, you know, I ran cross country and track and I've always enjoyed those. Um, I moved to California when I was in high school and I continued to uh, uh, be a sports fan and I continued to run cross country and track. Um, we used to play, our high school team there used to play in a college stadium and uh, we would draw big crowds under the lights. It was really exciting, um, even though we didn't have a very good team. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I continued uh, to follow sports. Um, I was a sports editor of my high school newspaper. And uh, I covered football a lot. Um, I cover, covered football uh, for my junior college newspaper um, at Santa Barbara City College. 
And uh, then I went to school at the University of California in Berkeley and didn't cover sports there, um, was too busy with school, but I did uh, go and watch every single football game that I could. Uh, you know, I love Pac-12 football. I'm still a season ticket holder for Cal football. Thank you so much for coming on the show. All right, well, um, yeah, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. All right, and um, where will this, uh, where, where can I find this if I want to hear how bad I sound it? Uh, basically, anywhere you find your podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all of the above, basically. Okay. Okay, great. I'll look it up, and yeah, thank you for talking to me. Anytime. Uh -huh. That was Michael Cabanchuan. I still can't pronounce his name. Great for him to come on the show. Welcome back to the TNT Sports Show. So Teddy can't be with us right now. He had to go golfing. Hopefully he gets a hole-in-one. Not likely. But I just wanted to talk to you about the Champions League final. PSG is playing Bayern Munich, Champions League final. Right now, it's 0-0 at halftime. When you listen to this, it'll probably already be over. But I just wanted to talk about what a historic day this is for the Champions League. In the past five, five, maybe even ten years, in the past decade, the Champions League has been dominated by teams from Spain and England as well. Now you have a team from France for the first time in at least five years, maybe even 10 years. And you have a team from Germany for the first time since 2012 or 2013. Bayern Munich have been unstoppable this year. Probably one of their best years in club history, the 8-2 demolition of Barcelona and defeating Lyon in the semifinals. And then you also have PSG who have performed better than they normally do in the Champions League. First time that they've actually gotten out of the round of 16 in their, in their history. So this is a huge game for the Champions League in general and for Spain and France and for these clubs. At the beginning, before the game was started, I predicted 4-3 Bayern. It's pretty clear that that won't happen. But my second half prediction will be, I think it's going to be 1-0 Bayern. Obviously, again, another boring Champions League final. Soccer fans have got to be sad about this, and they have to be disappointed. Spurs-Liverpool last year, boring. Now it looks like PSG Bayern is going to be boring as well. So disappointed in the Champions League final in terms of what's happening, but I think that this is going to be a great game. That's all I have to say soccer-wise. And that's basically all I have to say in general. Lewandowski and Mbappe both missed those chances. That's not acceptable. 
That is not acceptable. We might have Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated come on the show. We might. We might not. We're thinking about talking to him about the NBA and sports in general. In other sports news, just to keep you caught up, the Capitals have fired their head coach, Ted Reardon, after a dreadful NHL is back, I guess you could say, tournament. They the they failed to advance to the second round of the playoffs in both of the seasons that he was head coach. This is not this is not a surprise. This was expected. Still breaking news. The Yankees and the Mets series has been postponed due to two tests, two positive tests on the Mets. And Inter Miami has defeated Orlando City FC for its first MLS win. Hopefully there'll be many more. David Beckham has said that this is historic. And I think that in a few years, Inter-Miami will be dominating the MLS by getting big European names. <clears throat> Today is Kobe Bryant's birthday. He died in January of 2020. Everybody at the TNT Sports Show respects Kobe Bryant and loves Kobe Bryant. So I just wanted to send my condolences for me and for Teddy to Kobe Bryant's family and wanted to wish him a happy birthday. He's done so much for the basketball world. So much. And that's basically it for the TNT Sports Show today. I believe we might have Chris Mannix come on. Sorry about that little monologue. We needed to do it because Teddy is currently golfing. Might see you after the break. This is the TNT Sports Show. Okay, welcome back to the TNT Sports Show. I just wanted to sign off right now. And I wanted to thank the two guests that came on. Ben Anderson and Michael Cabantuan. Thank you so much to you both. You are appreciated. In the next next week episodes will likely have Dan Zimborski, Chris Mannix, maybe Josh Applebaum, and Ricky Sachs as well. Look them all up. Dan Zimborski, baseball, Chris Mannix. We're going to talk to him about the NBA. And Mike, uh, never mind, Josh Applebaum is going to talk about his predictions in all sports. And Ricky Sachs will speak about soccer after the Champions League final. We'll discuss that. That's all coming up next week. I hope that you have a great week. Stay safe. I'm Thompson. This is the TNT Sports Show.